Hello, welcome to the podcast at For All Our Kids. You are listening to our Teacher to Parent segment, where we discuss topics relevant to education in India. Today, I want to talk to you about the importance of brain breaks in fostering academic success. A parent was talking to me about two schools with very different approaches. She was trying to figure out which method would work for her child. Should she go with the school that had a more traditional system? Or should they choose the one with newfangled ideas like brain breaks? The other parent was firmly in favor of the conventional approach. What is this brain break? Sounds like a waste of time to me. Instead of expecting children to sit down and finish the task at a stretch, they encourage them to get up and take a break. This is just a way to get more money from us. Education is rapidly changing in India right now. Parents have many choices for their children, especially if they can afford the expensive private schools. They go with the school that they feel gets it right with the philosophy, instruction, assessment, etc. Sometimes, there is all the fluffy promotion speak that schools use to set themselves up as offering the latest or most advanced know-how in education. Understandably, parents want to know if the newfangled ideas are evidence-based. Let's look at what brain breaks are and the evidence behind the use of this strategy in the classroom. Brain breaks are short breaks from the task at hand. Typically, they involve activities that include movement. So if the child is preparing for a science test, asking the child to go get a drink of water is a brain break. Parents can find this quite confusing. We've grown up being told that you must buckle down Sit still and keep at it to learn something. How can stepping away from the activity and moving around help to learn? Isn't it a waste of time? Brain breaks have science behind them. Traditionally, we think of breaks while studying or during instruction as relaxation or as a time to charge our batteries. But there's more to breaks than just relaxation or getting ready for active learning. Brain activity shows what appears to be a resting phase is an active phase. A study in 2021 found that when participants spaced out the activities with short breaks in between, their brains did not relax during the breaks. On the other hand, the brain continued to process the activity and filed it away for future recall. Simply put, Breaks are essential because that's when what we learn sinks in. The implication of this is significant, especially in the Indian education setting. Each period is 40 to 45 minutes long, even in the primary classes. We expect our students to attend for the entire period on the same topic or activity. This is counterproductive because the kids tune out. What do they do? They daydream or they act out. Instead, teachers can plan for 10-minute cycles of instruction 
interspersed with two to three minutes of breaks. Research has shown that when children get short breaks from the instructional tasks, they are more productive and creative. When the instructional time is structured with breaks, the classroom dynamics change. The kids are better behaved. Therefore, the teacher has more time to implement the instructional activities rather than manage disruptive behavior. The students can stay on task for longer stretches of time and can complete the task. Children stuck with a problem can step away from it for a few minutes and tackle it when they come back. Their frustration and stress levels dip and they show better self-regulation skills. When a classroom runs smoothly, there is better cohesion amongst the kids. Brain breaks are not complicated activities. As I said earlier, they incorporate movement. Research shows that movement is good for attention. Our oxygen intake increases, leading to better learning. Children with ADHD, sensory processing disorder, and other learning needs can attend better when they move in the classroom. And when we involve the whole class in brain breaks, we accommodate these students without singling them out. Let's see how brain breaks can help our schools. Brain breaks can fix one of the most challenging expectations our students face. That is the length of time they must sit and attend to tasks. Teachers can plan for 10 to 12 minute chunks of instructional time in the younger classes with 2 to 3 minutes of brain breaks in between. Older students can attend for 20 to 30 minute stretches at a time. The timing of brain breaks is essential. We often tell kids they can do something after completing a task. But what if the activity is tedious or frustrating? Brain breaks should be used before boredom or frustration sets in. They should not be for more than five minutes. If they are longer, it can be challenging for kids to get back into the learning mode. Brain breaks can also be used at home when your child is studying for exams or completing homework. Here are some suggestions on what you can do at home. If you want to get your child to be more active, try these activities. Number one, quick dance parties. Two, jumping jack. Three, obstacle courses. If your child needs to calm themselves, try activities like number one, stretching. Two, yoga. Three, coloring on the pavement outdoors. Some children may need sensory stimulation. In that case, number one, play hopscotch outdoors. Two, have them move heavy objects in the room, like pushing the sofa or putting away heavy box. Number three, try materials like clay, chapati, or play-doh so they get tactile feedback. Number four, go on a treasure hunt. When children need to shift their attention to a different task, but need to work on their own. Try number one, reading, or two, puzzles. If you want to engage the children in interactive activities, try games like number one, Pictionary, two, Charades, and three, Follow the Leader. 
There are many movement activities on YouTube. Go Noodle is a popular website for movement videos that kids can copy. It takes a little bit of planning and time to implement brain breaks in the classroom. Don't you agree that it's worth incorporating them in our schools for the gains in children's learning, mood, social skills, self-esteem, and self-regulation? This is the end of our episode. If you have any questions or comments about today's podcast, please write to us at podcast at forallourkids.com. That is podcast at forallourkids.com. Before I go, have you listened to our new series, The Masala Fairy Tales? These are posted on Fridays in our story segment. Our first story was the daisy version of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Next week, we'll share the first episode of Jack and the Beanstalk. Do check out our Masala Fairy Tales. Fairy Tales Retold with an Indian Twist. Until next week, goodbye from all of us at For All Our Kids. (laughs) 